Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Off the Bar with Rob and Joey. I'm Joey. And this is Rob. So, we got some coach firings and a yeah. leaked video of the Ottawa Senators to talk about. Yeah, that's pretty much the headliners. Yeah. Those are the big ones. Yeah, so surprisingly, and I still think it's a mistake, um, Chicago fired Joel Quenville. I think that's a big mistake, to be honest. Yeah. I kind of get why they did it because they're, you know, I think their management kind of feels like they should be a better team than they, than they are, which I think that's kind of dumb. I think they're wrong about that. Yeah. Yeah. But I honestly just think Quenville was kind of fired because they need to switch something up and not necessarily because he did anything wrong. Yeah. But I mean, if we're going to start with that one, I I also think it's a big mistake. He's a good coach for them. And it, it's clear that the problem in Chicago isn't the coaching. I don't know. I feel like there's some teams where it's so obviously like the, co- or maybe not. I'm not. A, I'm not a professional, but there's some where I think it looks like it's the coaching. It's like what logically makes sense, and some teams where it's not. Yeah. And I feel like that one, it's log. It's not logically the coach. Like he's won you cups. Like he, you know, it's it's not his fault. He's got like an aging core, and like yeah. some of these trades didn't pan out. Now, what I think is like the most bizarre part of all of it, though, is Bowman's usually a pretty confident dude who like knows how to put a team together. So if he's like firing coaches this early, it might be because someone's breathing down his neck. Like he might, he might like finally know. Like he he understands the feeling like when you're about to get whacked. Yeah, and he's like, that's possible. I mean, it's the only thing I could think of because that's his boy. Um, like, why would he fire him just for a couple? They they haven't even been doing bad, like comparatively to what I thought they would do. Oh, they're doing so much better than I thought that they would be. Yeah, like, they like held it together even before Crawford came back. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> like, the thing. It's like last year Corey Crawford got hurt, and you literally had no, not one goaltender. For whatever reason, Stan Bowman signs Cam Ward. For I don't know what he thought that was going to help. I mean, they don't really have... And not that... Everybody's just getting old. Like, Duncan Keith is getting old. Brent Seabrook's getting old. You know, and they have, like, Yoki Haru, who is definitely... Contrib- I don't watch a whole lot of Chicago games, but I know he's definitely contributed to the offense. But their biggest issue seems to be keeping the puck out of the net, not putting it in the net. You know, obviously you trade guys like Jalmerson and then... You know, uh, what's that guy's name? Jordan Jordan Osterley. Is that the guy that they traded to Arizona? It's like, yeah, he's not a star, but at least he's a good depth defenseman. So they, they really had a like, lot of good depth defense. Yeah, so it's like now gone. you're raping this team of depth on like all fronts. You know, they trade Henestroza and Osterley to Arizona, and now, you know, I don't really know any of their depth guys, really. It's like those top two lines that have like, Taze and Anisimov and Kane and Debrinkit. And then after that, it's like, I don't really know. Yeah, but that, I mean, I remember when we did our previews, we talked about how Chicago could do like a quick rebuild. Like, yeah. they, it probably would benefit them to suck this one more year, get another right. pick like Debrinkit. And like, you're Chicago, you're an original six, you've been like a dynasty recently, you just like get a younger defenseman, probably trade one of the one of the ones who's getting older, who's not necessarily bad, like they still could play, but they're not 
I think it's the accumulation of all of them. But, like, why not, like, you... I'm not saying be bad on purpose, like the tank. Just don't do stupid things. Like I said, like, fire your coach, like your all-star yeah. coach. Don't fire him. Don't trade, like, other people for, like, Brandon Saad to have him back. And then, like, maybe try to get off one of these... Con- and Because that's another thing. If the contracts were low... I'd be cool with their defensive core because then next season they could try to bring in another one, but it's too much money. So, like, you try to flip Brent Seabrook to, like, a, to somebody who's, you know, willing to take him I just for don't whatever. think there's anybody willing to take him because that contract is fat and it's long still. Yeah. Oh, my God, he still has six years. I think that's the issue is that he is not performing to what Brent Seabrook used to be. And... He makes a lot of money, almost seven mil, for another six years, and it doesn't help that Duncan Keith, although he looks a lot better this year than I remember him looking last year. Like he actually looks like he can move this year, yeah. but he still has five years left on his contract. He's already thirty-five years old. Mm, yeah, that's gonna be tough. So maybe I'm wrong about that one because that might be hard to get off. But I still I mean... think that they. And I know, like, Chicago fans aren't going to like to hear this. And I don't know if it's movable at all. But I still think that they should pursue trading Taves. Because I still think they could get good return for him. They can get some younger players. And the money's a lot. But at the same time, it's only five years left. And he's only 30. So it's not like trying to trade 33-year-old, already declining Brent Seabrook for six more years than it is to, you know, at least Taves is still a number one. Defensively, at least, you know, offensively, he could definitely use some help, but he can still do it. Yeah, we saw in the beginning of the season that definitely had to up his value a little bit, too. I mean, that's what I would be pursuing. I think it's like a personnel change. I think that Bowman's spoiled, too, because I think a lot of his trades like have all worked out on those cup runs. And he did a couple things that's almost like cheating. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And then he was cheating for a while there. Yeah. And then like he traded Panarin and he only got sod back and you know like shit like that. It's just like I get I get why he did it. I get why he did it. You know. But that's the thing. They traded Jarmelson. They you know they he did a good job of keeping the core together and getting players where it was like oh man they had to trade that guy and then they bring in a guy and he's even better. Like, like when they yeah. got, or not better, or he plays better for them. Like when they got like Anisimov and like shit like that. Right. Like you're just like, oh shit. Like they, they got rid of somebody and they brought it in and the past couple have just petered out. They were not, they, they were not like close to the same type of replacement. And that's gonna, that's gonna add up. But it's those contracts, dude, those two big D contracts. That was too long. Yeah. When did they sign those? Like. Oh man, I don't know. He did that three years ago. What tops? This is the third year. Jesus the first year of Duncan Keats, or no, the, Se- the first year of Seabrook's contract that he's on right now was sixteen seventeen. He signed him to a eight year deal, and he was already thirty one. Uh, maybe if I mean, it was less money. If it was less money, I would take a long-term deal for guys like that who won you the Cups and who probably will still be, like, doable. Like, they're probably not going to be shitty. It's just that it's them together. And then on top of that, you don't have money 
to like get anyone else on your blue line to like pay anyone else. So it's like, but so if it was for less money, or I would have paid them probably about what they got paid and only did like four years tops. Like, yeah, I mean they got Duncan Keith back when you could still do like the super contracts. So he got thirteen years and he got seventy two million dollars in two thousand ten. So right oh, after shit. they won that cup, so he was deserved. And at the time, if you would have told me in 2010 that you can lock Duncan Keith up until he's like 39, I'd be like, yeah, he'd probably make it till 39. Yeah. And he probably still will. He'll probably still play. He's probably not going to win at Norris again. Yeah. And he, and his isn't that bad. I mean, because they definitely spread that money out to where like the la- or like the three or four years before this one, that's when he was making his money. His cap hit's still just over five and a half but he's only making four and a half or less for the remaining of his contract see that's not bad that's not a bad they might be able to move that yeah but the problem the problem with moving keith is that he's still their best defenseman that's true so that's the biggest issue with that is like you can't like seabrook while you don't want to move him because he can still be a shutdown he's just he's not he was never really quick, but it's like the league is f- rapidly outpacing him. Like every yeah. year, he's becoming slower and slower while the league is getting faster. Yeah. I mean, I I just don't I don't see coach's fault written over any of that. I feel like he's like done a good job as a coach of that team. And like yeah. I said, I think that's kind of like a backstabbing move. I wonder like how pressured it like was because – it, and it, dude, and it would be one thing too if he finished the season and they played like shite, and then they're like, "Well, you know, that's it. We're gonna try something new because we're like halfway rebuilding." But it's like this is just like de- delusion and denial. <laughs> yeah, and someone's gonna luck out and sign that dude. Although, dude, hear me out. Maybe I didn't. I don't understand this wrong. But do people need to talk to the Blackhawks in order to hire him? I don't know if they need to talk to them. I think it's one of those situations where they will have to pay a pick to the Blackhawks to get Quenville because he was still on a contract. I don't like that rule. Dude. I don't if like you that get either. fired. You're fired. Yeah. You should be free. Like right. Yeah, yeah that's I a dumb like rule, that. dude. Although I did like the free pick we got for Lamorello. But again, didn't get fired. TMs? Didn't See, get I didn't fired. know that was a rule. No, I no, because they got they they had to Toronto had to give something for Babcock. That's true. And he was done with his contract. It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, I don't know the rule. I don't it's, like I don't like the payment for a coach or a GM or whatever. It's like it's nothing to do with anything. Yeah. It's and like it, if, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not like you're a player where you get bought out of the contract. You're just fired, right? They stop fucking paying you, right? That I don't know. I feel like he's still getting paid. Hmm. Okay. So it does kind of make sense a little. But at the same time, you fired him. Like, you decided, like, hey, we're cool. Even if they, like, I don't know for sure, so don't quote me if they do stuff to pay him or not. I'm not sure. But either way, you balance it out. Let's just say they do have to pay him. You said, hey, we're willing to fire this guy and pay him. So we don't want him anymore at all. Yeah. You know, We're still willing to pay him $6 million 
to leave. So why should they? any other team have to pay? I mean, maybe it's something that has to do with clauses in the contracts because, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think the Canadians had to give anything to the Bruins. for Ju- They never would have. That's possible. Yeah, I don't think that happened either. But I, I could have sworn, and I don't want to like blow up my news source or anything, but I could have sworn I was listening to something today, hockey-related, that said like, oh, the reason why he won't go to the Blues is because the Blackhawks wouldn't allow it or they'd have to give something to the Blackhawks and that'll never happen because they're like a division rival. And it's like, well, that's fucking dumb. And I thought it was awesome when Julian was like, all right, cool, dip set and went to the Canadians. I thought that was so great. I was like, good for yeah. you, dude. Good for you. It's and he's awesome. doing fucking great right now. Look at the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if there, I can't say anything for if, there's a way that the Blackhawks could stop Quenville from leaving or going to the Blues. But I honestly, like, I get that they're a rival or whatever. And I guess it depends on what the compensation is. But St. Louis needs to kind of do something right now. Like, they they just went and balled out in free agency and trades to get Ryan O'Reilly and stuff like that. They just balled out in the offseason. They need to do something. And it's, like... I never really liked Mike Yo in the first place. So, you know, I didn't really agree with... Although I didn't really... I thought Ken Hitchcock was done too. So I get why, you know, they definitely brought someone with NHL experience in because they knew he was out at the end of the year anyway. Whenever that happened a year ago where they fired him. I don't remember exactly how that went down. I just know that Yo was there before he left as an assistant and then he just took over head coach. When, when he left. But I never liked him in the first place. Something's not working. Yeah. And, and you it, can't, and they're too early in the game to be like, oh, the players don't work. It's like, well, these guys just got here. So, you know, they need the work because, yeah. you know, we're under Ryan O'Reilly for five more years. And, you know, we just signed, um, what's his name? Perron for four more years, you know. Yeah. So, you know, they need to do something. There is no, the players don't work in St. Louis. It's the team needs to work and you need to figure out how to make it work. Yeah. And they're definitely not bad enough to call the experiment like failed. It's not like when the Senators traded for Duchesne and then it was just like, well, we fucked up. It's like, no, like you paid those players. They got to work. They got to mesh. I don't think it's all Yo's fault. But it's certainly something that's something where I feel like you can point at a coach in that situation and be like, well, um, he knows it. He fucking said it himself. (laughs) Like he knows that it's a coaching problem. Like his players are good. Like they're not bad. Like there's no reason. And you can look at goaltending, though. I mean, that's another big one. uh, Jake is Jake is killing me, man. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I feel bad for him, really. I really do, and I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of him, but I I wanted him to be good. I did too. When it was him and Elliot, and they were like, "Who are we gonna keep?" I was like, "Allen by a mile." What do you mean? And now it's like, um, neither of them I would trust with a team. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no offense. I didn't mean that like a slight. I just. I don't trust Brian Elliott with my team either right now, so it's not it's not offensive. Trust me, it's fine. I just mean I feel like Elliott left and then he did shitty too. And the only reason why they looked good is because they were together. Both of them. It's yeah. like the the strangest yeah. thing. They really neither of them you can give 
like 50 games a year. They're just not trustworthy like they can. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you know, you're right. I mean, because at this point, I'm all aboard like the Cal Pickard trade train because no one else is playing fucking Neuverth came back for one game and got hurt oh god <laughs> and so he's back on ir brian elliott was out probably for more precautionary reasons because we can't afford to lose him long term <laughs> but now we're back to cal pickard and alex lyon so it's like who fucking cares didn't you guys just send Lyon back down though we did but we just called him up again we sent him down when he came back from his injury he played a couple of games in the minors, um, but then Neuvirth got hurt. Elliot was, I think, minorly injured and still is. So we called Lion back up. Dude, I would never wish injuries upon players. Honestly, I'm not like that. Yeah, but like, imagine yeah, hope- you guys didn't get Pickard on waivers. It would be it would be like the same like Matt Murray esque thing that we were talking about before, where you guys would have had to call up Hart. Potentially. Had to. Well, if we you guys didn't Stolars have them. Because oh. then it probably would have been Lion and Stolars. Oh, well, that's friggin' dumb, too. If you're going to let the young kids play, why not try to get the good one to play? Like, what? You're going to play the other two just because they're shittier and you want to baby the all-star more? Like, dude, enough of this. Goalies are too shaky throughout their career anyway. Like, trial by fire. Like, have them start playing younger. Like... Dude, it's a shame. I feel like there's so many good goalies, their career doesn't start till they're 28. Because they don't yeah. come up till they're 25, and then they play as a backup for three or four years, and then they're like 29, and they're like one of the best fucking goalies in the league, and it's like, now what? <laughs> yeah, because I feel like the the thing that happens... And then happens, your knees are dead by your 33. Yeah, and I feel like, <laughs> especially in that situation where goalies don't get called up, they don't put up the most impressive AHL numbers, so that's why they don't get called up. And then, you know, they finally are out of options, but to call that guy up, and then he kills it. Like, his heart, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Hart's not putting up the most impressive AHL numbers. I'm also not worried. It's his first season in actual professional hockey where he's not playing with, like, little kids that he's worlds better than. Yeah, I'm sure that the Phantoms don't have a defensive squad like your NHL defensive squad, yeah, though. No, Although, no. you guys look like, yeah, but, but, but. It's whatever. I mean, both They're, defensive yeah. teams or whatever i mean has all the potential in the world to be good it just isn't sometimes so yeah well i mean i to be fair maybe it it would be shitty for him to come up and have to deal with your guys' awful penalty i yeah but if I you guys were not... putting like 85 80 percent up why not that's the only thing that yeah. could be like as soon as i saw that we were going to be shitty on the penalty kill i was like thank god Hart didn't win I was just like, I would feel so bad for this kid if just his, like, not, I mean, it wouldn't be soiled forever, but, like, if his reputation gets stained with, like, the fans because he has to play behind our shitty penalty kill. Yeah. Although he could be the best. Yeah. I don't know. I still, I I want him to play at some point. I feel like he will, but it'll be whatever. Oh, since we're doing a quick thing about goalies, by the way, I don't want to go into it more. Like, we could stop it, but... The other week when I, I like was talking about all the undrafted goalies and I said Keith Kincaid was a draft pick, he's undrafted too. Just a oh, correction yeah. from when we were talking, yeah. All the best goalies are was undrafted. Was that last week? Tech, kind of. Oh, okay. Well, then no one heard that, but we were talking about it. Yeah, oh yeah. We had some technical difficulty. I lost my part of the recording, so that's why we didn't have an episode last week. 
so that was my bad. I still don't know what happened, but oh, we're going to redo Wait, that. was that last week, or was I that two no weeks idea. ago? If you heard what I said about Keith Kincaid, he was undrafted. If not, let's just move on. Yeah, and if <laughs> not, we were talking about goalies at one point. All the best goalies are undrafted. This is a quick summary. It's Bob. Pretty much, yeah. Keith, not he's not the best, but we were just it was a quick convo about how highly touted goalies scare the shit out of us because it always turns out to be that dude who played in like Union College his freshman year. <laughs> yeah. And that's the dude who comes up and he's like you know, and he's good. And it's pretty staggering like how like a lot of goalies that get taken in like the first round aren't good. Yeah. I can only think of one off the top of my head. Who? Flurry. Oh. He's the only one okay. who was picked in the think... first round who's actually good. Well, Carey Price. Okay, and Carey Price. Um, I didn't know. And Carey you Price... should be able to think of one more. Should I? Oh, yeah. Schneider, a first round pick. Schneider was a first round pick. See, I would have had no idea. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. So you back want... to the coaches. Yeah, I'm like. I guess we got to talk about the other one. I just care so little about it. Oh, the Ottawa thing. No, no, the um, oh John, John Stevens. Stevens. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, I was talking to Rob about John Stevens before we started recording, and I think he's just one of those coaches that is a fine assistant coach. He's not really cut out to be a head coach. He was never that great for the Flyers, and then he went to L.A. And honestly, I thought that he he could have like died before I realized. That he was still around until one time I taught or I was watching a Flyers versus LA game, and I saw him because they like highlighted him or whatever. It's like cool, whatever. And then you know they named him head coach, and I remember that. I remember hearing that they named him head coach, and I'm like, oh, that's a mistake. It well, was just a mistake. But the thing about it is, is, I really don't blame him. That's another delusional and denial. That's why I think it's ironic that the two well, teams. That, yeah. That they fired their coaches literally, I don't think has even the slightest bit to do with their coach. And I just feel like if you hire a guy and he's like a newer coach, like you know he doesn't have a lot of experience and you should yeah. know the state of your team, although they didn't. Really not that dude's fault. It's really not. Yeah. You should at least give him the opportunity to like prove himself. Like so yeah. it's like not really fair, especially yeah. that That's how the Kings bullshit. look. Yeah, they look like garbage. Yeah, (laughs) I just don't understand, like, obviously we know nothing, or, you know, comparatively, we should know nothing comparatively to the guys who run these teams, but fuck, man, the Kings are awful. Yeah, and they've won a couple games now, but I'm still not convinced. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, there's no, and I'll say this, and then, you know, Budai or um jack campbell will go on like a run for him it's like but they didn't really have a whole lot of like organizational like goalie depth it's like after jonathan quick they were super fucked they should have been last year but you know budai actually played well but then somehow he loses the starting job or the backup job to jack campbell who don't get me wrong played well towards the end but he was like a career ahler for the whole time to where at least budai was pretty much a backup for most of his career or whatever. Yeah. So Jonathan Quick goes down and it just didn't look good. But I yeah. I don't well know. they can't score. Team. Their D is still okay. They're just not Yeah. I don't know. I just And 
Dude, this is all Drew Daddy's fault. He shouldn't have touched the money, dude. Him calling out Vegas last year is going to haunt him for the rest of his career, I promise you. the greatest. <laughs> the greatest. Oh, my God. I don't care how bad Vegas does. They should put that on the ice every time they play the Kings, period. Yeah, they should put that as, like, a banner that they hang on front of their <laughs> fucking arena. <laughs> right. Some, some Vegas fan needs to make that a flag. <laughs> like, please, like, wave that yeah. thing around. And and odds are as bad as Vegas is doing, they should be able to still stomp the Kings into the fucking ground. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yo, I swear, I want them to like give that quote away on like a T-shirt, and I will fly to Vegas and pay for tickets to that game to get that T-shirt. <laughs> it for will real, be well worth the money to have that on a T-shirt. So great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it does suck because it's not really John Stevenson's fault for what happened with that team. Um, they are a team that needs needs to get younger fast, and they really just went in the opposite direction from that. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, because like on paper they should be a decent team, but it's they should on paper they should be. Don't give me that look. On paper they should be. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Even on paper, out. I'm like looking at it, and it's just like, dude, like you need. I will say. Bravo, Dustin Brown, for coming in and saving the day and getting them a couple wins these past few games. But if you think that, like, Dustin Brown's, like, point per game this year, I'll... No way. No way. Yeah. That, that won't happen. That's what I mean. Dustin Brown shouldn't have that big of a handle, like, on your team. That's true. It'd be like if Corey Perry came back <laughs> and then all of a sudden they, like, won, like, five games in a row. It's just like... That's luck. That wasn't Corey Perry. <laughs> Come on. It's a it's a piece. It's better. It's just that Dustin Brown won't save you. Like Yeah, and I mean I'm not saying that they're as bad as Arizona was last year, but I mean bad teams win eventually. Yeah, exactly. They it's, win it's a long some season. games. Yeah, they win some games, whether or not, you know, they have to win two to lose eight, and they do that all year, or if they, you know, win four and then you know they lose 12 yeah and i i don't want to make it sound like i'm hating just because they're old because i don't like that i don't like when people think that people are done necessarily like right away like their older players are still good like dowdy's still one of the best defensemen kopitar's still a great center like you know what i mean it's just yeah they don't have like enough depth on that forward group and not enough oomph like it's all like power and it's not enough like not enough quickness and like finesse like dude you you put like a couple of decent prospects in there and who knows like let, shake up those lines like do something but it it even on paper i look at it and i'm just like who's the game changer on there like who's the one where yeah. it's like i'll take over the game when all else fails like yeah they they're starting to get into that like i was begging what probably three or four years ago maybe four or five years ago for just some youth infusion on the Flyers. I was like, please, for the love of God, give me someone under the age of, like, 25. And the Kings just don't have that. They don't have... They could. They just don't have anybody on the team right now. Like, I don't know how good Velarde is. Or is that is that who I'm thinking of, Velarde? Didn't, didn't you say he's got back problems, too? Potentially. I don't know how bad it is. I just feel like that's the reason, like, he hasn't been able to get, like, a full um, camp in before so i feel like that's why he's been going back to junior because he hasn't had enough of a showcase to make the team 
Hmm. But like even then, I'm not trying to shit on like their prospect pool. I just don't know how good it is after him. If he's good, I don't even know that he's good. Yeah, I haven't heard of too many of them. Yeah, it's like, I don't watch a lot of Kings games though. So to be yeah, fair, but I don't wa- I don't watch like Anaheim games, but I know that they have Sam Steele and they have Max Jones and they have Comtois who just exactly. made the team this year. It's like I know some names on that team that yeah. you know aren't necessarily like on that team right now. So it's like I don't ever hear that with the Kings. And don't get me wrong, they're coming off a lot better stretch than Anaheim has in the past decade or whatever. So they've had some worse picks or whatever. But, you know, Anaheim's been in the playoffs every year just as much as they have been. So, yeah, you know, it's not like they're it's not like Anaheim got like top 10 picks or top 15 picks even, you know, and L.A. is dealing with like top 25 or whatever. Yeah, or 30th. Yeah. So they won a couple. Yeah, I mean, and they probably, I don't remember off the top of my head, but they probably traded one or two of them away. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. thinking so. I th- I feel like that's some of it, too, because um, I, I can't remember exactly, but I, I'm almost positive they did. And and it's not always, too, about the first-round picks, Like, but I just don't see. I don't know. Like, I think that when they said, like, oh, the players should feel like they're not safe because we're going to trade someone. I feel like that was, like, gutsy from their GM, and it was the right thing to do, though. Be like, you know what? Like, I would probably... And maybe not, like, I wouldn't die by Stevens because he could be not great. Like, you just told me he's probably not great. and But he, you didn't really give him a fair shot, and it's just, like, I would I would try to be, like, shaking, shaking the lineup up a little bit or something. Like, do... Or if I was the owners, I'd be firing, like, their GM. Like, I'd be like, yeah, someone needs to come fix this. Yeah, and Quick. I never really understood that like motive from like some teams that it's like, oh, we're going to start trading people. It's like, okay, you have to do what you got to do. Like if guys don't want to leave, then they need to be playing better. And yeah. it's like if you don't want to leave, then you have to make yourself good enough to get a no trade clause if you're that yeah. worried about getting traded. It's like I feel like that's never like a threat. It's like, okay, it's like saying just because we'll segue into them because we I want to talk about it before we wrap up. But it's just like after this whole like video thing or whatever, it's like you can't really threaten players in Ottawa with like saying, oh, we're going to trade you. It's like, OK, this team fucking sucks. So thank you. Like, what do you want me to tell you where I want to go? Or do you just want to surprise me? Yeah, but the Kings are different than Ottawa. Not really. Dude, they are. Are they? How are they different? Ottawa has been nowhere near the level of success that the Kings have had ever. <laughs> sure, but they're also far away from that level of success now, which I guarantee you not that many players from that team are still remaining. What is probably Quick, Kopitar, Muzzin, Dowdy, Brown, who was irrelevant, had like 30 points throughout that whole thing. Yeah. You know? No, but that's what I mean, though. I mean, shaking that lineup up. The Senators lineup's already been shaken up. Like, you threatening to trade players, you're right, isn't going to do anything. But for the Kings, right. it might. For the Kings, it's just like, dude, you live this cushy life in Beverly Hills. You've won a couple cups with us. Like, fucking play better. Make your teammates play better. Like, be better. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I get I what guess. you're saying. Maybe the players would be like, oh, I want to leave. And I'm not saying, like, you have to say it like a threat. I'm just saying, like... That, I feel like, would gain more success than 
that would gain more success than fucking firing a coach. And don't trade for another goalie, stupid. Like, that's another thing I'm worried they're going to do. They're going to be like, oh, like, let's try to trade for, like, Ben Bishop again or something like that. It's like, no, you have two good backups and a good decor. Like, get someone who's going to, like, like, work hard to take one of these old heads, like, and scare them into playing better. Like... Yeah. Even if it's just depth guys, like we have guys who like play on like the third or fourth line where at least they score every once in a while because they look like they're trying their fucking dick off. Like, you know, what I mean, they're they're like right. all over the place. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes you, you watch and it's just like they're you need something. You need them to play like they're all over the place, like them sitting back on games and them not like. And I love defensive hockey styles, but like you need more skill to do it now than you than you used to. And now it's like yeah. they don't win like the puck battles, like you know what I mean. Not not in the offensive zone, and they yeah. they wait for the other team to break out and come to them, and then they don't have enough speed that when they break up the play in like the neutral zone or, or in their zone to like counterattack. That's what I mean. They yeah. play this game that requires a good counterattack, and they don't have a counterattack. That's true. <laughs> it's not their goalie's fault. That's awful. They lost quick. Like even if they were better, they'd still be kind of screwed. But like. Budai and Campbell could like be okay, like with that defense and with their system. They just they don't have a game changer to go score the goals. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. I mean, I always thought that it was kind of you know wishful thinking anyway to think that Kopitar was going to put up ninety two points. Well, one, you don't really need that to be successful necessarily. No, you don't. If you have like a committee of players. Like, San Jose doesn't ever have anybody that scores 90 points. You know, maybe ben, or Brent Burns gets to, like, 80, but he also plays half the game. So he's yeah. out there probably almost 10 minutes more than anybody else. So he has almost, like, probably 50% more scoring chances than anybody else on that team. Yeah. and But, but like, dude- their forwards are normally, like, 60 65 points something like that but they get a good amount of them to fucking do it right yeah but they get like six <laughs> or seven of them yeah which is fine that's how i like hockey teams that's yeah. honestly how i like hockey teams i think good teams are built off of that everyone loves a superstar i love our superstar i hope we get more superstars but like dude that's one of the reasons why i hate the penguins too <laughs> honestly because yeah. it's like i would rather see a team with like eight people <laughs> with like in the 50 to 70 point range you know like vegas last year that's why it was yeah. so fun to watch like yeah they had their big goal scores but it's like some of these other Anybody guys are playing score. on the fourth line they had like 50 points it's like what <laughs> yeah and it seemed like anybody could score on that team at any given time yeah their fourth liners had like 35 points or you know it was insane like yeah and that's the thing is like i feel like a lot of people and i'm not saying this isn't the reason but a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, Pittsburgh won those cups because, you know, Kessel and Malkin and Crosby. In a part, yeah, but last year was the first year that they all probably had above a point a game because the t- when they won the cup, Kessel probably had like 60 points. Malkin and Crosby were still up there, but Kessel had 92 points last year, and Crosby had a point a game, and Malkin had 90-something as well, and they didn't win. Yeah. So they had three guys playing like superstars last year, and they didn't win. I don't know. It's weird how some how it works sometimes. Like, putting a team of superstars together doesn't necessarily guarantee wins. They got them for sure, but not everybody was playing 
to their potential. They were just doing what they had to do. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. And I they mean, were getting better goaltending. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. So let's, um, I think that we could, we could segue into this though, since Quenville's on the market. Um, and I think he's a good coach to get a job. And even irregardless of that, I feel like there are some teams that, could that use need, him. like, they, that could use him or a- any other coach besides what they're doing, but okay. specifically him. And, like, I feel like there's definitely some teams that, like, aren't even really being, like, talked about for, like, their coaching or they are being talked about. And, again, it's not the coach's fault. So it's, like, where do you think's a good fit for Quenville? Like, if you had to pick out a team. Um, I think St. Louis is the best. And I'd love him to come to Philly. Thank I you. Yeah. I'd love him to come to Philly. I'm so I happy. I don't think it's going to happen. Probably not, but I had that thought where I was just like, especially after someone said that it might not happen in, in St. Louis or it can't or whatever. It, I'm just like, so like Philly should hop on that ASAP because, you know, we've been over this. I hate your coach. That team yeah. looks like it's a coaching problem. Like, yeah, it's goaltending. Like, yeah, the players could be playing better, but like get a coach in there to get those guys motivated. And like they've proved it that they could like do better for sure and they have the talent yeah it's like for anyone saying like oh well quenville got lucky like that team had the talent it's like so give him a team with talent like (laughs) yeah i'd love it i would be ecstatic i just don't think that like dave hacksaw just survived too much for me to think that they're gonna fire him that's insane. although i think that they should but the guy survived the 10 game losing streak last year he survived the beginning to this season, and now we've kind of kind of righted the ship. I'm not going to say that they're on the right track still because we beat two shitty teams, and then we're playing one of the same shitty teams tonight. Um, and then we play Chicago, who, well, it's not actually Arizona's not a shitty team. They're an okay team. Um, and Chicago is like shitty borderline okay. Yeah. Depending on what day it is, I guess. So it's like we're in like an easier part of the schedule. So I don't really know if they've like, you know, if who's a good team. If Tampa Bay shows up in town, I think we're fucked. We're dead in the water. Or if we beat them, then maybe we're on the right track. But I think a team like or a team, especially like Nashville, because Tampa Bay's had some fluke games where they've allowed a lot of goals. And haven't looked like Tampa Bay, but Nashville still looks like Nashville. If Nashville shows up in town, okay. We're if we lose to Nashville, and especially if we get blown out like I feel not that I feel like we should, but you know, if we get blown out by a team like Nashville, then we're not on the right track. Yeah. To where like yeah, it's cool, you know, it's cool to win and get seven out of eight points on the road on the West Coast trip because that wouldn't have never happened three years ago or whatever. So that's cool. But at the same time, none of the teams that we played, especially Anaheim and L.A., who we beat, were bad teams. We got outplayed by San Jose and, you know, managed to get a point out of it, which was cool, whatever. And then, you know, we did good against Arizona, but they're even kind of like a borderline team, like, They've been playing okay, and they were on a five-game losing streak, or a five-game winning streak, I mean, before we played them and beat them. But, 
you know, are they that good? That was also bound to end. Right. It was bound to end, and we were bound to win a game. Dude, your team, though, looks like they are being it's coached a coaching by problem. Claude Drew, though. That's probably Like, true. when he gets wired up, he looks scarier and, like, more yeah. like he is, like, giving it to, like, his, like, players than your coach has ever looked in all the games I've watched with you. Yeah, Haxtell, he's a really unemotional guy, and I don't like it. I don't think it's the most necessary thing, but that's why I love LaViolette, because LaViolette was fired up from the puck drop. He was yelling. Even if things were going our way, he's yelling. Yeah. And and he's not like Tortorella. He's not yelling for nothing. He's yelling to get better. Even if we're winning 5-0, it can be better. Do better. Score more. Like I never like the biggest problem that I have with Hackstall is not even is one player usage, but my biggest problem is like we seem to like turtle and sit back when we have a lead. It was never like that necessarily with Laviolette. I'm not saying that we didn't defend some leads, but I just want a coach that is going to be on the fucking gas pedal until the horn sounds at the end of the game. Yeah, dude. Honestly, and that's why we lose so much. It is, and you guys player usage is another like that's something that should. Like, yeah, there's there's no excuse for some of the lineup decisions that guy makes. And I'm not asking for someone like Torts either. Like, you can be obnoxious. I think that was a great point about Lavalette, though. He's into the game, and I think you should be yeah, into the game. He's a passionate dude. But, like, you should at least have faith to know that, like, when your team goes on a break after a losing streak, that they're, like, doing something about it and, like, practice. Like, talk. Like, that's yeah. the thing. I have complete faith that our coach runs them, like, runs them when they fuck something up like you better believe the devils are are like feel like garbage about this ottawa thing because heinz is probably running them into the ground like i'm not even and he doesn't get all mad and shit like a lot sometimes but like he's like people always bug out like oh he just looks so like whatever it's like yeah but he he goes to practice and he freaks the fuck out like (laughs) that's the thing is like i don't remember if it's ever the like actual devil's devil's twitter account but i see like videos and it's like yeah coach pines is like laying into the team and don't get me wrong he's definitely mad but he's just talking to him like this he's not like yelling he's not like red in the face he looks like he normally does and don't get me wrong i'm sure they know that he's pissed and he's not happy but when i hear like when i see laying into the team i want to see him like throwing chairs out onto the ice and like (laughs) whatever like that's the thing like i know it got like bad press or whatever um, about like the coach in Calgary who threw a stick up into like the the seats. There I was it. no one there. I love that. That was like the greatest thing. I'm like, why couldn't he do that? What's wrong with that? Like, why did they have to fight? I don't think they fired him because of that, but people were mad about him. Like, there's no one there. It's closed practice. And that team was good and they were playing like shit. Yeah. They were playing so bad at that time and there was no excuse for it. I would have lost my shit too. I don't get why anyone had a problem with that. And I know what you're saying about Hines, but like, I'm sure he gets into it. It's just like the way yeah. some someone or wherever I've been seeing these videos of him, because I actually like him. I respect him a lot as a coach. I didn't know much about him until, like, I saw your whatever the fuck your TV show was. Yeah, whatever it was called. Well, that's um, how I get got like a lot of this information too, because I get what you're saying too. Where they're like laying into, and it's like not, but like the dude's not afraid to like change the lineup. He'll just be like, okay, you're playing like shit, like you know what I mean. And he'll, yeah. 
And like if you if you look at like if you listen to all his players, like it doesn't seem like it's just like dumb loyalty. Like they're all like, no, he wants me. He he gets me ready to like run through a wall. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like fucking ready to go. Like yeah, so I don't game. have that faith in Hextel. <laughs> I don't, I don't have either. the faith that like I don't have the faith that there's any bag skates. I don't have the faith that like I don't know. Every now and again, like we work on like the penalty kill and i feel like that doesn't even always happen and it's like the worst part about the goddamn team yeah it's like at this point the whole practice should be penalty kill and the penalty kill is like nowhere near aggressive we sit back the whole time we don't challenge the point except for like in the last game against arizona there was a shift where claude Giroux got out there on the penalty kill and i'm like yes please and he actually like challenged the point or whatever I don't know, they might have scored. I have no idea. I don't remember. But I was like, someone challenged the point. Like, some, and Drew got up there, and he tried to break up the pass. Because there was, like, one, at one point in time, like, our penalty kill hasn't always been bad. Like, when we used to have, like, Mike Richards, like, it was, like, the best penalty kill. Like, if you miss the pass by a fraction of an inch, Mike Richards is on your ass, and he's going the other way. Like, someone cared. Like, he cared. Like, he was getting on everybody. Like, there was no point pass that wasn't perfect that was staying in the zone. Dude. now we can't even get out of our own zone. I I feel like you can't get away with, like, slow forwards on the penalty kill anymore. Like, not at all. Like, you need to be able to, like, gun it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, gun it out of the zone. Like, you're right. Like, he would be gone. Like, or you you need, like... You need, like, movement. You need, like, puck controllers. Like, the fact that, like, you have, like, Yuri Laterra on your penalty kill. It's yeah, like, fuck that. Yeah, so maybe if you want, like, the stay-at-home slow defensemen out there because so, they're going to chill at their blue line anyway. Who cares? But, like, the forwards? Like, you need someone who can move around. Like Yeah, that's why, like, if I were to have, like, an ideal just, what, there's, just say you have two units, even though most teams probably rotate more like three, at least three different sets of forwards. Just, I'll name eight players on the team that I'd like to be on the penalty kill. Couturier, Giroux, Ghost, Provorov, fucking Simmons. Nah, not really. Simmons, yeah, a little bit. Um, We can have Gudis. It's fine because at least he'll win like some puck battles. Give me Limblom and give me Haig yeah. as the other defenseman. Just give me that. Like, get, like, get, let's put some good players on the penalty kill. Yeah. There's no reason you just have to make it, like, your shittiest players. That's not how it should go. And that's, like, the biggest thing. And I know a lot of other, like, flyers, like, blogs and podcasts and stuff talk about it. But, like, Dave Haxtell's, like, biggest thing is, like, the fourth line center has to be on the penalty kill. And it's like, no, he doesn't. No, he can just be the fourth line center, and that's perfectly okay. Like, yeah. that's what, like, Yuri Laterra, and I'm not even going to lie, hasn't been good. He hasn't been the same Yuri Laterra as last year. But at the same time, the game against Arizona, we literally, he turned the puck over and we spent like a minute and 30 seconds in our own zone from one turnover from Laterra. So it's like, he's not good. He's not the worst. There could definitely be someone... That's worse than him. Like, I wouldn't, like, want Ronaldo over Laterra. But it's just, like, he's not good. He's not fast enough to be on the penalty kill. Give me Drew. Give me everybody good. If our power play has to be the same as our penalty kill, then it has to be the same. That's just what it is. 
Like, give me even Voracek because as much as he, like, turns over the puck, he turns over the puck because he has the puck a lot. He's trying to do something. Yeah. So, and at least he tries. He's not the fastest guy in the world, but, you know, he's good. He has a good stick. He could definitely, like, create some turnovers, you know. Dude, I I just, if I was your GM, I would have fired him in the summer. I don't like it when they get fired in the middle of the year. He did redeem yeah. himself from that 10 games. But then what? You were still a sure. first round exit. Like, yeah, I'd been like, all right, dude, we're done here. Like, I'm just I don't like I've, it. It's so sad. Your team is one of those teams where it's just like, no, that's coaching. <laughs> like, well, yeah, because like you could have looked at that playoff series alone against Pittsburgh and said it was coaching our best player, our best two players literally were injured like Couturier Torres MCL and had a five-point game Provorov's arm was falling off like it was literally dislocated and he played and he was our best defenseman no one else in that entire series showed up the whole time except for Couturier on offense and Provorov was good on defense it was just he couldn't have been the only one yeah, your your system doesn't work. But I think that that I just I didn't mention it to really talk shit on him again. I just thought like putting Quenville there would be dope, and I think it would be dope for St. Louis too, honestly, because it's the same situation. Again, neither team I'm blaming completely on the coaching, but it definitely would make more sense to me to fire Yo or Hextall or Hextall or whatever his name is. Hextall. <laughs> To fire one of those two guys than Quenville or John Stevens. Doesn't make See, sense. And that's, that's the thing that I fear the most is because I feel like unless, you know, and I'm not really banking on it. I would have said like, yeah, I think that the Flyers can make it to the second round at the beginning of the year. I don't necessarily believe that now looking at the team. I think in all likelihood, unless things get drastically better, we're probably another first round exit. And it's just, it's not good enough whatever, like, yeah, it's cool to make the playoffs or whatever, but I feel like that's going to happen and then we'll fire Hackstall at the end of the year. And it's like, well, why? We could have had one of the best coaches in the last eight years if we fired him in <laughs> November. Yeah. But now, you know, I don't know who's going to be available. John Stevens, he'll probably still have need a job, but I don't want him either. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know. I don't exactly know what their plan is. I don't think it's a good one because I feel like if we don't do something this year, he'll probably get fired, and it doesn't make sense. The damage is already done. And like I said, I usually would say wait till the end of the year, but you're right. You can go after a coach now, and there's no reason for this. Like there's, And your situation is not like the Kings where you're like looking and you're like, well... We should have seen this coming. It just came three years too early. You guys are like in your prime with up and coming. There's like all the hope in the world. It's like a yeah. first a first round exit for you guys who have been teeter tottering for like fucking how long now is a failure. Like absolutely. Yeah. Like it's like so when when is the win now situation if it's not now? Well, like obviously they're trying to win something because you don't go and pay JVR for nothing. Yeah, it, it, dude. And the whole management and the coach and everybody, the players, all said, like, this year should be better than last year. And it's not. Like, the the penalty kill is worse. And I didn't know that was possible. 
Yeah. It was really bad last year, and now it's worse than it was last year. Like, at least we were, like, not good, but probably, like, 75%. I'd kill for 75% right now. Because now it's below 70. Maybe you guys will fire your special teams coach at the same time Ottawa fires theirs. <laughs> yeah, good <maybe>. segue? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of that, I honestly don't care. I don't mind anything that any of those players said. At the same time, they should have known where they were. And I feel like that's a big narrative that everybody is pushing is like, you know, with how much technology is out there and stuff, you know, you can pretty much be recorded at any time. So, like, you have to know, like, I wouldn't have had that conversation around anybody I didn't know, not in, like, a coffee shop, not in, like, whatever, you know, even if there was, like, one other person, if that guy was just in the room or whatever, regardless of if there could have been a camera or could have been, it's like, why would you just have that conversation with anybody else? Yeah, I feel like... So I had a lot more opinions about it, but I'll probably end up talking about it a lot less right now just because I've, I've kind of talked it out. And who knows? Because you never know what's going to happen. Look what they did the very next day to my fucking poor devils. But, <laughs> but dude, they if when he when the dude asked, like, what team do you play for? Like, now is not the time to like yeah, that to act like you're flag. famous. You should have just been like, oh, like beer league. Yeah. And we're fucking pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> we're pathetic at beer league and we want to be better. <laughs> and then, but dude, what I think is, is that players are going to have those conversations on every team, especially in the situation that they're in. Yeah. But, and to be fair, their captain is gone. Like all, a lot of other players who were there were gone. Those yeah. were a lot of younger players in the car. But I do think that it's very disheartening who was in the car because although I don't think that they're always going to be like inspirational and I don't think any one of them, I I don't, I can't really pinpoint who said what, like overall, like I don't remember exactly, but I mean, Tierney and DeMello just came from like a cup contending team. So like, yeah, not probably like like shock of like, yeah, I didn't know a team could be this bad. Exactly. And they, you know what I mean? And like, if one of them would have just been, I don't know. I don't want to say like it's their job, but I'm just saying like that when here's what it is. It's that losing culture that they talk about, which always sounds stupid. And people are like, that's like an intangible. That's like stupid. Like, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, but you know, it's real. Like that was living, breathing, breathing proof that that's like an actual thing. It's not just something some people make up because a team right. sucks. It's like, no. That's what the Oilers locker room sounds like most of the time. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's what that's what happens is that when you're the Coyotes and you bring people in and they're just so used to being a Coyote and losing that like now, like the people that come in are like now part of the problem, not part of the solution. Right. And that's why you want like leadership. And like, I'm not expecting Tierney to be their next captain or DeMello. And I don't know if either of them were the ones who like said anything, but like, you know, and maybe one of them should have been like, well, shut up. We're like in an Uber. You know what I mean? I, I don't expect them to do that, but it was like they were going hard on homie. And like if they felt that strongly about it, they suck bad enough where like one of them could have like said something like not in an Uber, like actually yeah. to the guy. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or one I mean, of them could have just been like, I'm sick of it. Like I've been losing all these games. I just don't even want to talk about it. Like even that would have been a win if someone just like, 
I play on the penalty kill. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like those guys are still the ones that are on the ice. So, like, the system could not work, but it's not like it hasn't happened before. You could just not play the system. If you yeah. know another way to play, then just do it. And who cares what that guy says? If it works, how much trouble could you get in? It's like, yeah. oh, you know, if you decide not to play his system for one game or whatever, and, you know, you go five for five on the penalty kill, could they be that mad? <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the guy starts, like, blowing up, up on the bench because you're not playing his system. But if it's getting results, you know, just don't. I mean, there's uh, there's plenty of other teams, and I feel like it's similarly to, like, what happened to L.A., because they look really bad. Like, they kind of look like they were trying to get their coach fired. Huh. I'm not saying that they did. Oh, L.A.? L.A. That was really bad, even for that team. Like, that was really fucking bad. Yeah. So, I don't know, but... But, dude, then then those, those players came out, and they showed up the very next day, and they, like, took took down the Devils. I don't want to say, like, it's a big deal. We suck right now. We're awful. But yeah. a lot of players who were, like, in the car actually had, like, good games. So maybe they were like, well... Yeah, Shabbat had a good game. Yeah, like... <laughs> and that's the thing. I guess if <laughs> if you're Shabbat, I don't know what... I, I I guess I would be saying those things about the penalty kill because it's like, I don't know about you, but I look like the reincarnate of Eric Carlson. Like, Eric who? Like, Carlson who? You know what I mean? Like, here I am. Yeah. I've got 20 points already. Like, fucking do something. You know what I mean? But... What was the one the one guy saying? Like he's telling Demello he has to block one with his face. And <laughs> I was like, "Yo, man!" See, and I'm okay with clowning around. I would never condemn those guys for what they're doing. I don't want it to make it sound like a condemnation or holier than thou. And I don't expect them to always walk around like sunshine and like, well, because that's not a good thing either. Like they should be upset, but I just mean yeah. some of the blame lies on themselves and like. I'm sure that they didn't expect for the video to go public, but you're right. Like, don't don't be like, yeah, we're like the Ottawa Senators to like the driver. Like, you want our autograph? Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> that should have been like an instant red flag. Yeah, this dude d- ha- didn't say anything. He's like, oh, what team do you play for? Oh, uh, we play for the Ottawa Senators. It's like never said another word about? either. Yeah, he never said <laughs> anything. Like, what are you talking about? Like, why didn't that that didn't trigger anybody to say like, yo, this dude's a narc, like a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just common sense, and I think Ottawa management is in a shitty position now, too, because if those players, like, went, if someone went to them and was just like, dude, our penalty kills garbage. Last year, he had the worst power play. Like, we're not trying to, like, mutiny here, but, like, we don't feel like we're learning anything and we're falling asleep during, like, the fucking game tape and, like, where he's showing us these things. Like, can you guys, like, be better? Because, like, we're trying to be. Then... Then like what? But yeah. now what are they gonna do? They're gonna fire him now, and it's gonna look like they the like the players run the ship. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not also not a good. Yeah, I don't know what to do if I were Ottawa right now. Um, I don't think that their ownership or management works that well. Um, obviously, it's not all the the coach's fault and stuff, but at the same time, it can't be that great. Like, if the players are saying this, and especially players that have come from, like, other coaching systems are saying, like, this dude is not good, 
then how good could he be? You know, yeah. it's like no one, just to use an example that we've already used, no one at any point is going in your locker room and saying, oh, Hines sucks, like, really bad. I hate him. Like, that's not happening. Yeah, exactly. Just at all. At least for right now, maybe, you know, because coaches tend to run their tenure or whatever, but it's like right now, like, even though you guys are bad, no one's blaming Hines or whoever your special team coach is or whoever. Yeah, we have Nazardine, and I hate him because he runs the same shit over and over and over again, but the players are like... We were top 10 penalty kill last year. He's dope. We love him. Yeah. That's the only reason why I don't go on the Facebook pages and like, Nazardine, like I used to, because it's just like, well, the players like him. Like, and, and he, he got results. Like, sometimes it looks like shit, and you're like, damn it, why are we playing like this and trying this this same shit on the power play? It's not working. But it's like, top 15 power play last year, top 10 penalty kill, like, still looks good. Like, what are you yeah. supposed to do? Like... <laughs> yeah but yeah I dude know. i don't know i it sucks it sucks that it got out because obviously you know everybody kind of talks shit about their boss at some point in time yeah you know it just happened it's just part of work and i mean if you don't you either have a job that you really like or a boss that you really like or you're lying so like at some point it just happens it if those guys knew that they were on the record, it wouldn't have got said. And even though I don't think that it was against the law in Arizona where they were, it technically could have been against the law in other states. It just kind of depends. So kind of unfortunate for them. And I still think that Uber drivers were scumbag for releasing that video or whatever yeah. to make a couple extra bucks or whatever he got for selling it to whoever he sold it to. He probably got the kachings though. He probably yeah. hit up the highest Canadian bidder and made a money. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. It is unfortunate. Um I don't blame any of the players really. Things are going to get said regardless like we said before, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. do. They it's won. just a shame to see it. And then they won. Yeah. And then they came out and they played better for their fans. Yeah. The, few the thing that there. I will say sucks the most for at least Ottawa is, you know, they kind of want to sign Matt Duchesne long term because they kind of have to a little bit because they've already kind of lost a trade in general. And now if he just walks for nothing and if they're not good enough to keep that first overall pick away from or Colorado, you know, and, and especially then if he walks, it's like, you know, but this guy... He doesn't seem, like, regardless of how much he meant what he said, he doesn't seem like he's trying to stick around in Ottawa for too long. No, and that's another thing that it's... It's a shame for the fans, because management, although it's not their fault this video came out, it's still, like, mostly on them. Like, they did this. Like, they created this issue, for sure. They had a cancer going around that locker room for a minute. They made a really bad trade for Duchesne to begin with. Yeah. And, like, none of them have, like, been faced with reality. And Melnick, I do believe, is, like, really trying to sink this, honestly. Like, I don't I don't see him, like, really doing anything that makes any sense. But now, how high is Duchesne's value after that video, too? Like, do you want to bring in a... Who's the team that's like, all right, Matt Duchesne will push us over the edge. But they're like, yeah, but then he'll, like, come in and he'll, like, act like he still plays for fucking Ottawa. Like, I don't want to hear it. Or 
or even before that Colorado, like in that yeah. bad, bad year. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, because Matthew Shane's not necessarily painting himself in the brightest light either. So because he's supposed to be the difference maker. He's the one with the talent. So like if anyone true in that car should have been like, well, shut up. It should have been him, actually, because he's the one like they brought in to like be better than tourists. And he like hasn't been right. And like it's yeah. it's not his fault they traded for him, but he he also asked for out of Colorado too when it was like going shitty like that too. And it's just like we want a guy who wants to ask for. Out. I mean, I'm not saying they can't trade Matthew Shane. I'm just saying like he's not going to get a mint for him. They're going to be like, well, we can give him a try, but like he could just come here and bitch and then walk. Like I'm not going to pay a lot for a rental if he turns right. out to be a scumbag. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could also, like, although I see this being less of a problem, but it could also, like, if he does end up walking at the end of the year or if he does, like, try to negotiate next year, it could just, you know, bring him in lower money because it's like, yo, if you're going to, like, bitch and moan two years from now because you don't want to be here anymore, you know, whatever, like, hopefully, you know, that doesn't happen or whatever and he goes to a team that actually has a plan. But it's just like, what did you want out of Colorado for? Colorado seems like the place to be right now. Yeah, but who knew? I mean, who knew? That team was bad, and everyone, yeah, I was... I think that they were uncharacteristically bad. Like, there was I, no yeah. way McKinnon was that bad. Oh, that no. Like, it he was wasn't bad. It's just like plays. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, there's no team that is truly bad that goes from bottom to the top. Yeah. There's no player that goes from especially like because McKinnon was already established at that point and it's like you know not too many players go from like maybe 65 points to 97 in a year yeah minus one player and minus a player that was supposed to be good dude I mean I don't want to rag on Duchesne too much because I don't know him personally but I'm just saying I feel like that video took money out of his pocket I think you're absolutely right about that yeah and it's a shame because we could really use a second line center right now because <laughs> dude Duchesne yeah. he's a good player but you want you want players who are going to be part want to be part of the solution like you're right like like if Matt Duchesne should have seen that, like, his play, his team was better than they were in Colorado and been like, oh, no, I'm just going to play better next year. And obviously that's easier said than done. But, I mean, it's not like Colorado is, like, no depth or whatever. There were still good players on that team. While he might not have been playing with Landis, Gog, and McKinnon, I mean, Soderberg is not a bad player. And, you know, other guys on that team are not bad players. So, you know, they had good goaltending, they had good defense, you know, it's like, why don't you work here? Why aren't you contributing? You know, what's the, what's the real issue? Yeah. Whatever. Dude. Yeah. I don't know. I used to really like Matt Duchesne and I don't think that he's a bad player, but the past couple of years for him had not been painting him in the best light as like a teammate. Or yeah. someone that anybody wants to bring in to help their team. And dude, again, I don't know a lot about him personally. He's probably a nice guy. I don't think it's like it. Sure. I just think that he may be playing like the victim card. And I think that if he wants to end up on like a contender, if he does want to leave Ottawa or if he wants like any sort of success, he's got to be like, all right, like what part of this is like my part? Like, can 
Um, Ottawa's first line center. Like that's as good that that's a situation you're in right now. Just you have to live with that. If you if you keep getting upset about it, it's just again it's taking money out of your own pocket. So I just think the dude needs a he he's had a little bit of shit luck, but he also his decision making isn't you know. Yeah, I wish yeah, him luck. I I think he could turn it around. Any, yeah, I don't want to take anything away from him. I mean, he's point per game right now for Ottawa. He's got 15 points. He's played 15 games. So it's not like he's doing bad now or whatever. But at the same time, the problem is not Ottawa's offense is not bad. Ottawa's defense and goaltending or whatever is the problem with keeping the puck out of the net is not great. Because obviously, I mean, they scored seven goals against the Devils. They can score. The Devils just couldn't. But that's besides the point. But yeah, I feel like it's it's not a good look for him, especially if he is trying to find, you know, a team to, what, how old is he now? He's 27, so I mean, he's probably looking for a team that he's going to spend the majority of the rest of his career with, maybe the next eight, eight years. Well, no, he can't get eight unless, I think Ottawa can give him eight now, because he's been there for long enough. But, you know, maybe the next seven years, till he's 34, whatever. Yeah. But who wants him for seven years? A lot, a lot of hockey teams change in seven years. Yeah. So maybe it all works out, though, man. Maybe he it gets could. like super amped up. He comes to I Jersey so, and free I used agency. Really like Hines him. whips so I, him in the ass, and we fucking. <laughs> I hope so. I used to really like him, and I would like to like him again. <laughs> yeah. It's just I, I also too. used to really like Marty St. Louis, and then he bitched his way out of Tampa Bay. So. Yeah. To play for the Rangers. Yeah. What a, what a dick. What a dick. <laughs> oh, well. All right. I think that's going to... Is that going to do it for us this week? Yeah, that's a wrap. Did we talk all our shit? I think we covered everything. All right. So you guys can follow us on Twitter at Off the Barcast, and you can follow us on Instagram at Rob and Joey. You can follow me on Twitter at Fuck You Raph. And Rob's been manning the the off-the-bar Twitter here and there when he's watching some hockey. So you can look for him over there. Um, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. This one actually probably be up a little bit early, probably Friday instead of Saturday to make up for, for last week. But last week was just a fluke. So, you know, we'll be back every Saturday with a new episode. This has been Off the Bar with Rob and Joey, and I'm Joey. And I'm Rob. And we will see you guys next week.